Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Under the Covers with E for Sunday, March 20th, 2016. I know I was away last week. It was a crazy week and I just didn't get to do an Under the Covers, so I'm back. And uh, thank you for joining me again. So this week, I'm going to plunge right back into something that's kind of, well, a little bit controversial. What do you think of when I say the word prostitution? What's the first thing that pops into your head? If you're like most people, you probably have a negative reaction to some degree. Your mind likely conjures up images of an exploited young woman working the street to make enough money for drugs, maybe. I want to challenge that idea just a little bit and have a frank discussion about this topic. Because I think in a modern world, it's an idea that needs to sort of come out of the closet, so to speak. I think like most sexual subjects, making it taboo or something that we don't ever discuss just leads to more problems. Now, as with every other episode I do, I like to get the caveats and disclaimers out of the way first, just so you know where I'm coming from. I want to make it absolutely clear that whatever opinions or thoughts I'm about to give you are, first of all, just my opinions, and secondly, they're not an encouragement to break your local laws or anything like that. And thirdly, it's only and ever about safe sexual activity between consenting adults. I know full well that there is a huge component of prostitution that involves human trafficking and minors, children even, and people who are either unwilling in some way, or maybe they're hooked on drugs and they don't have any other choice. Please don't mistake me. I'm not going to discuss those horrible situations. It's just too broad a topic to discuss in a forum like this. And frankly, I doubt any of my listeners are the kind of people who would be into anything quite so repugnant. <laughs> so, so as much as I feel for anyone trapped in such deplorable circumstances, I'm going to limit when I talk about here to what prostitution means, what it has been in the past, and and what role I think it plays or it could play in our society in general and in people's lives. Okay, so we all know what prostitution is at its core. The exchange of sexual acts for money. And we all know that it is, quote, the world's oldest profession, and that it is forbidden in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. At the very least, I don't, I don't really know about other faiths. It was perfectly acceptable in the Roman Empire, the ancient Roman Empire, at least for the men who availed of it. Even men of the highest social standing could visit prostitutes without fearing any sort of shame or damage to their reputations, as long as they were moderate with it. That seemed to be the only requirement. The prostitutes didn't usually fare so well. They were either freed slaves, slaves, freeborn people who were nonetheless at the very bottom of the social pecking order, right down there with gladiators and actors. Um, they didn't even have the same rights under the law that other Roman citizens did. So there was definitely a double standard there, and yet prostitution itself was largely seen as just another thing that many men did. In the preserved city of Pompeii, you can see outdoor wall carvings of an erect penis, which basically points the way to the brothel. And within the brothel itself, there are colorful wall mosaics that show naked women and sexual scenes, sort of a 
permanent brochure of the sex acts that a client might request. It was pretty much the same in ancient Greece, and continued on throughout much of our history. The same, same old story. The women, sometimes men, sometimes children, were lower-class citizens who had no other choice but to sell their bodies, and they were shamed for it. And the men, and more rarely the women who paid for these services, didn't suffer nearly the same kind of shame. You'll find this over and over again in pretty much every culture at every time in history. It was a shameful, secretive thing that most people just preferred to sweep under the carpet, but in which the prostitute ended up being vilified, while the customer was more or less given a pass. The ancient Egyptians, in sharp contrast to most cultures, were kind of like sexual bonobo monkeys. Bonobos by the way, are the primates that um, just have incredible sexual appetites with almost complete freedom about it within their social groups. The Egyptians loved and valued sex. They didn't have nearly the same prohibitions against it that every other culture seemed to. They even believed people got it on in the afterlife. <laughs> I did find a really fascinating article, too, about how prostitution itself seemed to evolve out of ancient Mesopotamia, and the worship of the goddess Ishtar, which is where we get the word and the celebration of Easter from. She was the goddess of love and war. It's very telling, don't you think? And apparently she would arise each morning, a fresh virgin, and become a whore every evening. Which reminds me of that old saying, you know, that men want to go to bed with a whore and wake up with a virgin. Maybe that comes from Ishtar. <laughs> At any rate, women in the service of the goddess, Ishtar, would help men by using their sacred bodies. These men would offer money to the temple in exchange. Temples of Ishtar then became kind of like sexual and spiritual hospitals in a way, concerning sex, birth control, birth, and, and sort of a sex therapy. It actually sounds like a pretty amazing place to me, a place where men could go and be ministered to both sexually and spiritually, by a wise, moral, and sexual woman, all in the name of worshipping their goddess. And in the epic of Gilgamesh, the prostitute is a kind of mystical, maternal, and sexual feminine force. She's a source of power for men. And uh, on one side, I've, I found it was quoted as saying, the prostitute emerges not just as a purveyor of sex, but as a force of civilization. The harlot literally educates the savage in love and care of the body. So fast forward a few thousand years, during which pretty much everywhere on earth, men and women sold their sexual services for money or food or shelter. And they were considered the lowest of the low for doing so. Yet for many of these people, this was their only means of support, especially in more brutal times, um, and places where a woman couldn't work, for example, or couldn't find a husband. Widows often resorted to prostitution because few men wanted to take on another man's wife and children. And there really were no other options. It's hard for us to imagine, but for many women back in the day, they couldn't legally work, they couldn't own their own businesses, they couldn't farm, and they couldn't do some of the more uh, labor-intensive things that they would need a man for, so they really didn't have much of a choice. And as homosexuality became increasingly more and more criminalized around the world, male prostitution all but vanished, at least until recent times. 
although I'm sure it still existed in certain circles. And of course, in the modern age, the vast majority of sex work is still unseen, meaning that the streetwalker looking for a date is only the tip of the iceberg. Um, but all of it is either illegal or taboo. So in other words, it's nothing new. But what I find really interesting about this whole subject, like most things having to do with our sexuality, is how after thousands of years of this behavior, these attitudes, we're still treating it the same way, still looking at it the same way, and hiding it in shame. Nothing has changed, in other words, from ancient Rome to now, in terms of our attitudes. And I think that's something worth considering. Are we really okay with stagnating for millennia over something so important as our fundamental sexual natures? Especially now that so many other things have changed in our society, including social class structure, women's rights, and general sexual freedom? This is what I hope you'll keep in mind during this discussion, or whenever you think about sex work in general. We are a progressive society, some would say even permissive, with new tolerant attitudes towards gender fluidity uh, and sexual orientation, at least in the Western world. And we don't have nearly the same draconian attitudes towards sex that we used to. And yet in this area, when it comes to people exchanging money or goods for sexual contact, we are as primitive and some might even say as bigoted as people who lived 2,000 years ago. I personally don't believe that the selling of sex is you know, seedy or shady or attractive only to the lowest of the low. I think it can become that way because, well, we essentially want it to be. Our society wants to view it this way. We criminalize it. We shame those involved in it. Um, you can even have your career ruined over it. But think about it. If you criminalize it, only criminals will do it. If you make it disgusting and seedy, then only those who don't mind being disgusting and seedy will do it. And if you make it a last resort for those who are desperate, then only the most vulnerable, most down-and-out people will actually do it. None of this has any hope of ever elevating it to a healthy, respectful practice that could actually help a lot of people, especially the legal aspect of it, which I think has a lot of parallels to the, quote, war on drugs, which I won't get into into this episode, but which I think people have seen firsthand is a complete disaster and has led to cartels and extreme violence and higher levels of drug use. Whereas places that have decriminalized or regulated drug use have actually seen drug use go down. So maybe the same would be true for sex work. The legal morass of prostitution laws is just staggering. It's different pretty much everywhere you go. In some places, prostitution itself is not actually illegal. Soliciting is illegal, hence all the TV show arrests of women in leopard print miniskirts who, you know, lean into the undercover cop's car and ask if he wants a date, you know. If she suggests it, it's illegal, in other words. And living off the proceeds of a prostitute, being a pimp, in other words, that's illegal. But in many places, just exchanging sex acts for money is not illegal. This isn't true everywhere, but you'd be surprised in how many places it is perfectly legal to exchange sex for money. In some countries, it's illegal to be the customer, to, to be the one paying for sex, but not to sell it. It does vary wildly all over the world, and it would be a good idea 
to check into the laws where you live if you're interested in this, but I found it interesting at least that it's not always strictly illegal. And there are places, notably Australia, uh, the Netherlands, and the state of Nevada, although not the city of Las Vegas, only the some of the surrounding counties, where it is legal and is completely regulated. But I'll talk about that more in a minute. So the question I put to you is this. What is the problem with prostitution? Consenting adult prostitution. Healthy, willing people prostitution. Why should it still be illegal? Do you think it should be against the law? If so, I would love to hear why. Because I can't come up with an answer to that, honestly. I can't find a reason why it should be a criminal act to perform sexual acts in exchange for money or goods. I know there's a lot of opposition to this idea. And again, I'm not really sure why that is. I thought maybe the moral outrage over it came down to being disapproving of a woman just having sex with all sorts of men. But since, in our modern society anyway, this is not so much uh, a stigma anymore, I, I don't think that can be it. Guys these days, at least younger guys, don't really seem to care that much if a woman has had lots of sexual partners. They don't even really care if she's had casual hookups with strangers. That may, that may be the way they want to get with her. What's bizarre, too, is the number of couples who are actively into cuckold stuff or polyamory. You know, so it's not even about your partner's past. These days, it's increasingly acceptable for her to be with other men even while you're in the room. So, so it can't be that. Maybe at one time, guys were turned off by the idea of a, quote, loose woman. But it doesn't seem to be the case so much anymore. Yes, women are still called sluts and whores when people are trying to insult them. But in general, I think that a woman's number of sexual partners is far less of an issue than it ever used to be. So is it because a woman has sex with men she doesn't care about? Is that the reason? Again, the same thing. If the modern man doesn't care whether the woman has hookups with strangers, <laughs> I mean, well, isn't that essentially what, what prostitution is too, in a sense? I mean, I don't think anyone these days faults a woman for not being in love with every man she has sex with, or for being openly sexual, or promiscuous even. I don't really think that's an issue anymore. So I guess it comes down to a distaste for mixing money with sex, which I've experienced a few times. I'm not even a prostitute, but the abuse I've taken for actually making some money with my work. You know, some people are just outraged that not all sexual material or experiences are completely and totally free. It enrages them, in fact. It seems to be the only thing that will get their, you know, moral ire up. All sex should be free, they think. And I think this is something really worth thinking about, because this does seem to be the real issue people have with prostitution. They don't mind women having sex with strangers, if they just like sex, but they really hate the idea of a woman having sex with strangers in exchange for money. And what's interesting is that I don't think people consider that very often sex workers are in the business because they really like it. They really do like sex all the time. Most of the kinds of prostitutes I'm talking about have many choices about what to do for a living, but they choose sex work because they enjoy it. So if you look at it that way, should we begrudge someone making a living doing something they enjoy? 
And aren't all the porn stars that people love to watch, incidentally, aren't they essentially prostitutes? Aren't they having sex for money? And therefore, aren't they, you know, immoral and wrong? And, you know, <laughs> should they make movies for people to watch and enjoy? And, and should they do it for money? You know, quote unquote, should. I guess a lot of people actually do think this way. Um, but their desire for free porn seems to stem more from cheapness than a philosophical standpoint on it, I think. Speaking of porn, um, one of my favorite female porn actresses is a woman named Mercedes Carrera. She's a force of nature. She is smart as hell. Um, she's actually a qualified engineer, and she just does porn because she loves it. She takes on all the haters and abusers and people who try to shame her for her career choice. I think she's an amazing woman. She just does what she loves and swats away all the haters like they're mosquitoes. She's fantastic. It's wonderful to see a truly intelligent, thoughtful, sexually powerful woman take on all the miserable little haters out there who want to bring her down. I've linked to her Twitter if you want to take a look. She's probably the best example out there of a woman who won't be shamed because she makes a living from sex and enjoys it. But back to the concept of prostitution itself. One-on-one -on -one direct exchange of money for sex. Or maybe not so direct. Another thing to consider, you know, there are a lot of people who are sort of de facto prostitutes, if you know what that means. They will become someone's lover in order to have a place to stay, or to just get stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know the type. So maybe they don't negotiate an actual price per sex act or anything, but in essence, they are trading their sexuality for someone's financial support. Both men and women do this. I mean, look at all the sexy girls clinging to guys like Hugh Hefner or other older billionaire types. Do you think they're in love with these guys? And if they use their sexual relationship with him to become a highly paid model or actress, isn't that a kind of de facto prostitution? It's a tough call, I think. Maybe there's some genuine affection there, and I certainly believe such relationships are possible. But I also know that a lot of young women are quite happy to trade sex for advancement or career opportunities, or even just to get noticed by um, <laughs> older, richer, more famous men. Sleeping up, as they call it. The main point of this discussion, though, is to look at sex work from this point of view. I know that there are millions and millions of people out there who really want and need sexual intimacy with a partner in their lives. Either they haven't had a partner yet and desperately want one, or they can't find a compatible lover, or maybe they're just lonely and they need some intimacy with another person. And there are people who enjoy sex, who really like doing it for a living. Maybe they don't have any long-term goals for a relationship right now. Maybe it's not something they'll ever want, but they like sex. And they might as well make a living doing something they like. In places that have legalized prostitution, as I mentioned before, where it's completely regulated, where sexual health and safety is taken very seriously, many, many people have been able to come together no pun intended, and share something very important with each other without having to go through all the uncertainties and sometimes disappointments of trying to establish a relationship. In legal brothels, like in Nevada or Australia, just as an example, the whole exchange is above board and straightforward. The sex workers have a clean bill of health and insist on condom use. Prices vary and can be negotiated. 
The sex workers are non-judgmental people, they're pretty accepting of all kinds, and they're very, very comfortable with sex, even if the clients maybe aren't. They're also familiar with nervousness and anxiety, and they know how to make someone new feel comfortable. Just as a slight aside, a brothel in Nevada actually experimented with hiring a male prostitute for female clients. Sadly, he wasn't able to make enough money to keep going, but he did have a few clients, and who knows, maybe male brothels will be a thing one day. I think a lot of women would actually enjoy that. Now, of course, this isn't to say that some questionable stuff doesn't go on in brothels sometimes. I would be gobsmacked if it didn't. Seriously, prostitution has been such an illegal, seedy, easy way for certain criminal minds to make money that it's little wonder that brothels have had their share of run-ins with, you know, pimps and minors and all sorts of stuff. And naturally, the idea of women lining up for inspection by a client and then selling their sexual services makes some people's head explode. I, I know that. You know? Everyone from public health workers to feminists to social workers to politicians to religious leaders, everyone has spoken out against it. These are the same people, of course, who do absolutely nothing about the illegal sex trade. I don't see any of them out there cleaning up the streets or trying to help disadvantaged people or drug addicts who sell sex out of desperation. Now, these people just try to outlaw the legal, honest, healthy, and respectful version. But this doesn't surprise me either. My point is not that the current state of sex work is wonderful and perfect and butterflies and, you know, an ideal situation. It isn't. But maybe it could be improved for everyone if we chose to see it with less disgust and disdain and worked on making it more equitable and less prone to criminal or, you know, underhanded interference. As for individual sex workers, the escorts and companions or whatever other name you might know, um, again, they can be as professional and businesslike as you can imagine, or they too can fall prey to the unscrupulous. Some women are very high-end and professional, with prices starting at, you know, 500 to $1,000 for an hour with them. They screen their clients carefully, and they expect respect and consideration, and they'll give it in return. In places like Amsterdam, you can book an escort online and have her come to your hotel room, starting usually at about 150 euros, so maybe roughly $200, and going up from there. And of course, there are all sorts of variations and options. I'm just giving you some examples of what, what a genuine industry this is, even if you don't see it that much. You can, of course, do the same thing in places where it isn't legal, of course, but I would assume that there would be more risk in that situation for both client and worker. As I said, people need sexuality in their lives. If you've never had a partner, if you feel anxious about it, if you've gone a long time without a partner, or if you feel that your lack of sexual experience is adversely affecting your life or your self-esteem, I would consider hiring a sex worker to help you. Some ladies will even offer um, a get-to-know-you type of coffee date first, um, so, there's, you know, so that you can ease into it. Regardless, they will be understanding and kind to you, and I believe there's absolutely no shame in it whatsoever. Hiring someone to help initiate you into sex or to provide some much-needed and deserved physical intimacy is perfectly reasonable. In my mind, it'd be like hiring a, a psychologist or 
someone else to help you in some way. It says nothing bad about you or her. It's just another type of relationship that people have. Not everyone is ready for or able to have a satisfying romantic relationship at any given time in their life, for various reasons. But it doesn't mean that they should have to be completely alone, either. In my opinion, sharing some time with a sex worker is no different than hooking up with someone you just met at a bar. Except, well, it is different. In some very important ways. It's honest. It's real. It's sober. And it's adult. It's not about trickery or delusion. It's not about looks trumping everything. And it doesn't involve being so impaired that you or she make a serious mistake. I'm amazed, really, that a lot of guys would feel too proud to hire a sex worker, even though they worked hard to earn that money. They'd feel better hooking up with some drunk girl who doesn't care who she's with, who might have a disease, who might get pregnant, who might have an angry boyfriend who'll beat the crap out of you, you know, that kind of thing. I don't see how any of this makes you feel more manly or more attractive or whatever. I think it just makes you convenient. And maybe a source of free drinks or <laughs> cab fare home. You know, think about what I said earlier. There are all kinds of ways to pay for sex. For the guys who believe that a girl you meet at a bar is with you because she wants to be, whereas a sex worker is only there because you're paying her, this, well, this isn't the whole picture. And it's kind of naive, in my opinion. A sex worker can still refuse to offer her services to you if she really doesn't like you. And a girl in a bar can be using you for your money or to take advantage of you in some other way. So don't see this kind of thing in such black and white terms. As with most human relationships, there's an awful lot of grey. Bottom line, there's no shame in paying someone for sex. It doesn't make you pathetic or unsexy or whatever else you might think. It makes you someone who needs sexual intimacy and doesn't have a partner right now. That's all. It's a solution that benefits both of you. Some people might be wondering what happens when you hire a sex worker. Well, not what happens, happens. I mean, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But <laughs> how the first meeting goes, what happens when you first arrive, that sort of thing. From what I've read, you contact a woman through her website or some other means, and you arrange a meeting time and place. She can come to you or can meet you in a hotel or somewhere that you both agree. Every woman has different criteria for screening clients. Some are very open and casual, but if she agrees, then you go to the meeting time and place, and she'll greet you just the way any normal person would. Friendly hellos and chit-chat, that sort of thing. Most ladies prefer it if you bring the fee and cash in an envelope and just give it to her when you arrive, so that there's no awkwardness afterward. Very often she'll ask you to take a quick shower, and she might as well, but then what happens is between you and her. If you're shy and would like her to initiate, she will. You can start with oral or kissing or even just talking. Some women offer the girlfriend experience, which is everything you'd expect from a girlfriend, including cuddling and talking and kissing, that sort of thing. What you do depends on you and her. But she won't care about your experience level or your looks or any disabilities you have, you know, just that you are respectful and nice. Condom use is usually mandatory, and that's a good idea, regardless. And the woman may have some rules about things that she doesn't want to do. So might you, for that matter. This is something that you work out together. There is a site I'm going to link to um, that you might find helpful if you want to know what goes on during a typical date with an escort. I'll 
I'll link to it with two provisos. One, I make no claims as to its veracity or trustworthiness. I just found it and just read it a little bit, so you have to decide for yourself. And number two, I'm not advocating that you violate any of your local laws. Okay? This is just for information purposes only, if you're interested in this subject. On this site, uh, men who have hired escorts offer reviews. Now, it's not about reviewing or judging women, per se. It's not disrespectful. It's more um, informational. It's for men who really don't know what to expect when they hire someone. I read one review at random, and I'm going to summarize it for you. A guy arranged to meet an exotic-looking girl at a hotel. She arrived, he gave her her fee, he showered, and they got to it, so to speak. She gave him oral, which he said was lovely and caring and really nice. And then she rode him cowgirl style for a while, and they finished with missionary. Afterwards, they talked for a bit, and she left, and both of them were happy. The whole thing struck me as respectful and adult, you know, without any nastiness or unpleasantness. And her fee for the encounter was 90 pounds sterling, which is about $150. For those who believe that sex work is risky, as in potentially dangerous for a woman to hook up with a guy like that, well, I have to say, the same is true for any random hookup. Any time a woman goes off with a guy she doesn't know or barely knows, she is potentially in danger. And in fact, I would say that a professional has more protection than a girl in a bar. She can screen the guy in some way, or she has some contact info on him if she needs it. Professionals are also very discreet. They understand. This is not something that you, you're going to need broadcast. This is something that, at least in our current society, you're going to need kept quiet about. Unfortunately, but it's true. And they are very discreet. So you can always count on them. You know that they value your privacy um, as much as you do. For all the people who are against prostitution on feminist or social justice grounds, let me just say this. As a woman... I'm used to hearing all sorts of cautionary opinions about female sexuality. I'm used to people advocating, for example, that we ban porn because it's harmful to women, or that we criminalize sex work because it's harmful to women. I'm used to hearing politicians debate issues like abortion, bringing up arguments like, but what about all the women who later regret having an abortion? I've heard the same argument against young women posing nude for Playboy, or even doing the Girls Gone Wild type uh, spring break stuff. But what if they regret it later? If there's one thing that society in general seems determined to stick its collective nose into, it's female sexuality. And furthermore, it's from a very paternalistic, uh, we have to watch out for these poor girls kind of perspective. Yes, a woman may later regret doing porn or having an abortion or engaging in sex work. Just like anyone else who ever regretted anything. Just like any adult who made decisions and later had to live with them. Sometimes, as adults, we make life decisions that we regret. And women are adults. Ooh, no kidding. No one is guaranteed to go through life blemish-free, without regrets or things that they wished they'd done differently. But that's no excuse to enact laws and societal mores to try to protect women from their own decision-making. I personally can't stand being treated like I'm some hapless, clueless idiot who needs all sorts of legal and societal protection because I can't be trusted to make my own decisions in life. I can't stand the idea that if I chose to use my sexuality in a certain way, 
that my whole society deems it necessary to step in and enact laws in my name to protect me from myself. It's like a paternalistic pat on the head. No, no, dear, we know what's best for you. You can't be trusted. We don't think you're smart enough or capable enough to look out for yourself and your best interests. It's this reasoning, I think, that's kept women down and almost infantilized them, encouraging women to see themselves as victims in need of protection, or government funding, or laws that essentially criminalize, or at least punish, male sexuality. I don't want such protection. I want true equality with men. And I want equitable laws that will protect me as an individual, not as a woman. If a man hurts me, I want him punished, but not because he has a penis and I don't. And in a world of sexual equality and freedom, I want the right to use my sexuality as I see fit. Whether that means exchanging it for money or just flashing my boobs on Bourbon Street. <laughs> Whatever I choose. I want to be trusted that I know what I'm doing. And that if I end up regretting things I've done, well, that's the price of adulthood, isn't it? It's a lesson to be learned. And that's assuming I do regret it. As I said, the majority of sex workers enjoy what they do. And they don't end up regretting it at all. Anyway, this is just something to think about. Maybe think about sex work as a kind of sex therapy and a potential way to deal with adult sexual needs in an adult way. Ask yourself why you would refuse to pay for sex if this is how you feel. It doesn't mean you ever have to go this route, but it might give you some insight into the conditions you've placed on your sexual experiences. And it might help you avoid going the whole pickup bar route altogether. I mean, for instance, are you opposed to any kind of emotionless sex? Well, then you wouldn't hire a sex worker or just hook up with someone you barely know. Great, now you know, right? <laughs> now you know you need to find someone you can really connect with. Are you opposed to the idea of being with someone who sleeps around? Okay, well, that tells you something about the kind of person you really want. Are you against the idea of mixing sex and money at all? Well, maybe this might change your view of professional porn, then. Who knows? But if you have none of these issues, then maybe you'll see that hiring a sex worker might be the answer to some of your problems. It might just be something you need to do to get over some hang-ups or some concerns that you have. I know I've always advised virgins not to throw away their first time, and I still stand by that, 100%. But I also empathize with people for whom their own virginity has become a kind of pathological stumbling block in their lives. Maybe having sex in an honest, respectable way with a professional who could help you through it is just what you need to get over it and move on to more satisfying relationships. Think about the prostitutes in the Temple of Ishtar being a source of feminine nurture as well as sexual comfort to followers of the goddess, you know? Maybe that's the way to look at it. So what do you think? Let me know what your thoughts are on this, whether you agree or disagree. I'd also love to hear from anyone who has ever hired a sex worker, just to hear your experience with it. You can just email me privately and I won't broadcast any of it, but I have a feeling these encounters are largely very positive, but I would like to hear about it. So that's it for this week. Thank you again for joining me. I hope it's getting warmer where you are, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere and then, well, sorry. <laughs> I'll be back again next week so please keep your questions and comments coming I love hearing from you guys so stay warm, stay cozy and I'll talk to you next week bye bye